Welcome to the Live Wildly podcast, a space where we explore how to live our wildest expressions while nourishing our hearts. Here, we cover all things motherhood, spirituality, health, wellness, and more. I'm your host, Olivia Ashley, a mama, intuitive, and seeker of a joyful, inspired life. Let's dare to live wildly. Welcome back to another episode of the Live Wildly podcast. I'm really excited that today is our very first guest episode, and I have on one of my closest and dearest friends, Angela Husney. Her and I met while doing our Reiki Master Certificate back in early 2021, and she has been such a close and amazing friend and support. She has really been one of my main rocks over these last few years as we've navigated so much unknowns, ups and downs, loss, grief, and her and I just have been able to fully be vulnerable, go deep, and hold space for one another while really also giving readings and checking in for one another into energy, into all the guidance that it feels we need from the other realms. So this episode feels really important because since I've had Angela in my life and others like her, I feel I've really stepped into a place of feeling confident, supported. I have people who see me in all that I am. I don't hide anything. And not to say that I hide things in general, but I don't typically go around my corporate job stating, you know, I'm this intuitively led and I love doing Akashic record readings and I'm a Reiki master, all those things, right? I think there is still this distinction for a lot of us in our lives. But again, I think that's why this conversation is so important because these are Angela and I's and many of my other friends' normal conversations. While I had questions to lead us and things I really wanted to make sure she could share her expertise on in hopes to help you all listening, learn something and explore your own intuitive abilities, I hope that this becomes more normal of a conversation that in life, there doesn't have to be this container as much that we only talk about these things when we're in siloed in our community or we get an intuitive reading. But I think there is this need to show that this is a normal conversation, that these are normal topics, that these are human topics, and it's not as taboo as it once was. And others can decide that it is and not give a listen. But for those who are just wanting to get to know themselves better, to find their inner voice and listen to their inner knowing. This is where the sweet spot is because when you start to cultivate a relationship in that way, your your life becomes different. The way you function, the way you feel, how you go about your day. It's like you've turned on this beautiful inner support system and that gives you in your body a little bit more freedom to navigate, be flexible, find joy, because you feel in your core that there's purpose in you. There is this connection 
to yourself on a deeper level and a connection to so much more outside yourself, be it past loved ones, animals, guides, you know, there's a never ending list of those things, but that is why I really wanted to have Angela on to, because I want you all to feel this energy that she brings and the insight that is key, I think, for a lot of us to start to explore ourselves a little bit more. And while I did not expect that my podcast would be so spiritual and intuitive, it is just a piece of me. And so not to say that all my episodes are going to be like this, but it is the forefront of my life. It is how I live. It is my inner guidance system. And like I said, with most of my closest friends, these are just normal conversations that we have. And so I hope that you find interest, that you can get some tips and support of your own to take forward and have conversations with whomever in your life you feel you can. And please know that I am more than happy to talk about these things with you. So check me out on Instagram and start a conversation. Angela and I dive into the difference between psychics and intuitives, what's behind blocks from receiving messages, how trust plays a role, and how you can receive signs and messages from yourself and beyond in your days. So I hope that this brings you joy, lights you up, gets you excited about learning more about yourself and listening to your own inner voice. And I'm so excited you're here. So tune in, enjoy, and we'll talk more soon. Welcome to the Live Wildly podcast. It's so nice to have you here, Angela, with us. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. I am very excited about this conversation because you are someone that I find is a beautiful expression of just being and living intuitively, that there is no distinction. You are a career woman with a background in telecommunications and software development, and yet also this budding intuitive who has just lived and created a life around being an intuitive and a psychic. And I think this conversation is really important because as you and I have talked about offline, we really see that we are stepping out of having this intuitive psychic nature being taboo. And there really is a need for women, career women, business owners, moms, individuals who are reawakening or stepping into their intuitive being, feeling that it's not something to hide. It's not woo-woo. It is a little woo-woo, but we love that. (laughs) And it's something that you, I think, just express so beautifully and have the gifts and talents to help guide. And that is what made me want to have you on. And I'm so excited because you're the first podcast guest. So you get like gold star forever. (laughs) But that is really, I think my intention with having you here, because I'm just in awe of you and everything that you're doing. And so we are going to jump into who you are and you're going to give us such good insight into some intuitive 
questions and understanding more about psychics and how people can work with you. Yes. So thank you. I'm excited to normalize this and feel that this is normal and we can be intuitives and lead wonderful careers and we are worthy and not taboo anymore. That sounds great. I love it. Where do we start? Yes. So why don't you tell us about yourself, a little bit about your background and your story? All right. Well, it's funny because when you say background, I immediately want to tell you about my professional career, how I successfully climbed the ladder, and I dedicated my life, my energy into each and every role. Um, I was always kind of inspired by the people, and I always ended up working really well and managing people. And I felt that now looking back, I think that I really pulled in my intuitive and my psychic abilities then. I just didn't realize that I was using them. So um, my current, um, you know, I was in a professional role working many hours, but you know what? That's not who I am. I am really somebody that is passionate about animals and using my psychic abilities. And I just think that um, talking about what who I am um, is something totally different than my career. So um, though I was successful, um, what drew me to my abilities, I'd like to start off with just saying it was grief, Olivia, grief. My mother passed away when she was 64 and I was I was only 35 and I just could not imagine a world without her. I remember walking around the grocery store thinking, how could anybody be here buying groceries? My mom just died. Um, and that was 21 years ago. And I feel like it was yesterday. So I could never imagine not connecting with her. Again. So I really began this passionate journey of exploring my, the psychic medium realm. Like, how could I connect? I went to seminars, trainings, readings, and then I met this wonderful woman who um, is no longer with us, but she's an intuitive healer teacher in Salt Lake. And I began an intensive year-long training. And it, it was just amazing. It really opened up everything in my life, my heart, helped me get through that grief. Um, I still have grief and I just feel that now I, um, I have space in my life for it. And then, you know, over many years, um, I've had clients, but really I was scared of leaving the security of the corporate world, right? That's what we've been taught. You need to sit in your desk. You need to work on your computer. Um, and going out beyond that is very scary. I was worried about being judged, about people, what would they say about me, you know, that taboo that you had mentioned earlier. Um, but you know what? It is a skill I have developed. I believe others have the skill. Um, it's just like an artist, a singer, a lawyer. Like I have the skills and I have the education and the training. So I decided, okay, this is it. Um, here's my opportunity. I am going to jump in you know, and move forward with really trying to follow my passion. So that's where I'm here, where I'm at today. I love that. And, but I also don't love that many of us come into our psychic abilities or intuitive reawakenings through grief. I mean, as you know, I I've moved through that with my father as well, so I can completely relate, but I'm curious, was it grief that opened that psychic ability? Did you have it beforehand or 
how did you really know that you were a psychic medium? I know you went then, like you dove into it and you found mentors and things, but I'm curious, especially for those who are just having experiences, or maybe they've had experiences that they don't even know what it is and don't really know who to share it with. How did you really know you were a psychic medium and could talk to your mom and look outside of yourself? And can you share a bit about that? Sure. So I did know I did have innate abilities as a child. I would have dreams about relatives dying. I could tell you all about the house, what the yard looked like, what the inside looked like. And I would wake up from these dreams and I would tell my mom and she's like, yes, that was Aunt Judy. She passed away. And these relatives I never even met before. I'd never been to their houses. I had no idea. So, and and my mom would just go with it. She wouldn't say yay. She wouldn't say nay. Like, yep, that was Aunt Judy. Yep, that's where she lived. And, um, you know, we would move on with our day. It wasn't good nor bad, or it just was, right? And then I would have dreams about people that I hadn't seen in years. Like this one particular one is this girl that um, I knew in elementary, hadn't seen her since elementary. And we're talking decades later, I had a dream about her and I saw her the next day at the grocery store. You you wow. know, and it's things like that. So I really think that dreams always were a way for me to connect. And I think that because my own world was so busy and I was anxious or stressed or overwhelmed or this, you know, going so fast, I wasn't paying attention. That makes sense. And that's so fascinating that dreams were just normal. And I'm more amazed that your mom was there supporting you of just, yeah. oh, this is normal. Does she have abilities or did she talk about that or just heard you and affirmed you? And you're like, cool, I'm not weird. Like that was normal and had was actually real. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely, she didn't talk that she had it, but she affirmed that she believed it. Um, my younger brother also had a, a friend that would hang out with him. And like, I definitely, my mom, we'd talk about that just like, oh, Joe's here. I can't remember his name, but um, so it was definitely something that we had in our household, but it was just affirming, but we didn't really discuss it. Okay. That makes sense. That's, that's so interesting. And I'm curious. So you, you always had the dreams and this was normal to you. If you'll share, how did grief change your abilities? Did it change your abilities? Because I I find that there is typically some type of catalyst for me, it was birth birthing babies, but did that going and moving through such a traumatic, hard struggle of loss, did that affect your abilities by any means or your path and how you decided to move forward with your life? Yeah, I really think it was my path because I knew in the back of my mind, I I had it. There was, I knew that there were ways of connecting. I believed in it. I dreamt about it. But so the catalyst was my mom because I wanted to connect and not in dreams, but I wanted to do it like whenever I wanted to do it. And I wanted to validate that she was here with me. So it definitely was the catalyst for me to be on this path. I love that. You know, as much as losing someone is so hard, I do find that they help us with our path. Right. And I think that's something that we can take forward and feel at least a little comfort as much as (laughs) losing someone is so hard. Thank you for sharing that. 
And with that, I'm curious if you can describe what is the difference between psychic medium and intuitive? Is there a difference? And uh, how would you yeah, differentiate these two? Because we hear this psychic, intuitive. I think oftentimes people think they're interchangeable, but I think there is a bit of a difference there. Yeah. So um, I, I definitely am both. So uh, psychic medium <laughs> and I guess my dogs think I'm both too, because I don't know if you can hear them barking. <laughs> they just want to say hi. That's okay. Yeah, they're just validating me, right? <laughs> yes. You're like They're like, yes, mom, yeah. you are both. <laughs> so the psychic medium with the mediumship comes in really, um, you know, that is being able to connect to somebody that has passed on or spirits or entities or, um, and that's how I, I feel that that mediumship comes into it. Um, where the intuitive, I feel that that's more, there's tools and techniques, um, you know, you can see, hear, sense information coming into you. Like, it's just like when you are walking past somebody in the grocery store and they have a real positive, they smile and you um, have a good feeling about that. So I think that intuitiveness comes in many different forms and fashions. But um, personally, I think the psychic intuitive is more about those where the medium is more about talking to somebody that has passed on. Okay. Thank you for that distinction. That makes a lot of sense. And I, I like to think that intuition is literally just another sense that we have. Would you agree with that? Yes. Yes. That's a great way of explaining it. Because I think it, it integrates it a little bit more. It's not this other, only special people have it. I, I would say mediumship is definitely an other. Um, I don't think everyone is, has that ability to cross beyond this dimension and into the (laughs) other regions. But I, I do think the intuitive sense is a built in piece of being human. Agreed. Definitely like getting goosebumps when you, um, hear about something or talk about something, or, um, you see something out, um, in nature that shouldn't be there. And you're like, Oh, you know, and you get a feeling about it. So I definitely think that there's um, those senses come into play. Yeah. That gut feeling that we can all kind of recognize and and be like, oh, I knew that before that happened. I just didn't understand what that was, but okay. That was really helpful. Thank you. Another question I have for you are since you're so psychic and intuitively (laughs) led, As we talked about, this has kind of been a very taboo and I would dare to say still taboo subject and area. And I'm curious as you've been on this journey and had this long career, what challenges has arrived being and living this way, if any? Mm -hmm. Yes, that is a good one because I think that 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 really being judged in this taboo or not people not believing um, in this ability because they may have come from a different background or religion. You know, this may, you know, I have um, aunts that I love that uh, definitely don't agree. And it is very difficult to come out and say, this is what I'm doing um, and being okay with being judged. So that is definitely one of the biggest challenges, but I think with age and as I'm moving through my life, I've decided that, you know, this is me and 
coming into my own and expressing myself like this is what I'm doing and love me or leave me. <laughs> yes. Do you have any other advice for others who face this? I mean, that I think you summed it up beautifully, but if there's any other pieces that you can share, because I really do see this fear. Oftentimes I love the conversations where people start to feel you out and start to like drop some little hints and then be like, Oh, I knew you were like that. Let's go into it and dive deep. Um, but I feel like that is, it's like this weird underground hidden area where it's like, we all need to have that deck of questions that, um, starts to make us feel, can we go there? Can we talk about this? I'm just curious if you have any advice as others navigate this or feel that they have no one in their corner, what could be helpful to them to start to feel seen, supported, trusting themselves, anything Mm -hmm. you want to share? Yeah. So, um, that's interesting that you bring that up because, um, I think our friendship has really enabled me to come out even more and feel supported by you, by me then being able to tell other people. And, um, if maybe like my aunt or somebody is not real positive or supportive, I come back to you and I'm like, oh, this is what happened, but you still support me and believe me. And, and so my recommendation is of course, find a community that you can talk to and then reach out to others in this realm. But because I think that we all are living that way. And so I think that it is a very accepting, nurturing group of people. I love that. And I definitely feel that way with our friendship and some other friendships that that is really what's gotten me through, whether it's, I would say the other piece was finding programs that like the Reiki, both of this is how we met was our Reiki master uh, program. And I didn't expect how much that would support me intuitively and giving messages or feeling connected to guides and loved ones. I think that would be another piece, but again, that comes to community and not to feel like you have to pay for something necessarily while we did. And we were excited about that. (laughs) I think there's probably a lot of resources out there. And obviously working with you would be a great one because I think you just have such a gift to help people unlock their gifts, but community. Yes. And I think that's what we need more of. And especially, and I'm not, don't want to exclude the males, but sisterhood. I think there's this real sister wound that we are all navigating, um, in our own ways and trying to relearn, how do we hold each other up? How do we support one another, listen to each other? And I, I think a really big piece of that is our being an intuitive and listening and trusting and validating one another, because unfortunately right now there is so little of that in the sphere outside of you know, our work and we get validation for the jobs we do and we get validation for completing tasks or we did the dishes. Yay. Right. Those little things. But I really feel that there's this inner pull for us all to explore ourselves on this deeper level, uh, however that looks like. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I think that's a really, really helpful and I would have probably said the same thing, community, 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 (laughs) find your people. And I hope we can be your people. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We always want more people. I know exactly. I think there's no limit. And with this, 
it makes me think about people who feel that they're intuitive, but also feel that they're blocked. They can't receive messages or maybe they receive in some way, but they don't trust at all. And I know that this took me a really long time to get to in your experience, what is behind this and how would you help them start to unravel this? Mm -hmm. Um, I think again, it is self-doubt. You know, when I hear spirits talking in my head and telling me things, I'm like, oh, is this true? Is this really happening? And there is some fear there. Like, am I going crazy? I remember at the beginning, I was like, is this true? Is this happening? Um, and so that validation, like uh, I had mentioned Vicki before, like when we would be doing reading, she would be in there with me. And so she could see what was happening as well to help me validate. And so um, it's taken years, many years to feel comfortable and really uh, listening. But it is what's really great is that um, after I've done trainings with people and I'm like, look for the little things, look for that little flower that shouldn't be there. It's a sign. And I think the signs um, are a, a great gateway into paying attention, listening, slowing down. And people call me back and they're like, oh, I saw a, a daisy and I know that that was my dad. I'm getting signs. And then it's that's like the first stepping stone into like, okay, I've gotten a sign. Let's keep looking and exploring and being open to what else comes. And how would you recommend people utilize signs? If you've never used them before, or maybe you have, I think a lot of us can relate to seeing the triple numbers or, you know, the three, 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 seven, 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 or angel numbers, and then Googling, what does this mean? Yeah, yeah. But I think there's so much more that can be done with signs. Do you have any recommendations or <laughs> tips about how would people go about starting to set those? Yeah. So, um, also like setting an intention. I think that that's important that, um, you know, that you want to see a sign from someone, um, or, you know, somebody that's passed on or a sign about a job or something. And then it's so funny because right now I see this huge poster or a huge sign on the side of the road with an Indian. And I that brings me back to a, a client I had one time where um, that was totally the sign that, that she had needed to go uh, research her ancestry. And she knew it. And it, she'd been driving by this sign like you know, once a day. And so she, finally she brought up, she's like, I don't know, this sign just talks to me. And I'm like, yes, <laughs> listen. So it could be anything. It could be a little poster on the side of the road, a piece of trash. It is amazing how the, um, the universe puts something in your path for you to see. That's a really good example. And it also though, makes me think about when I'll see crows a lot and I, I have figured out what that somewhat means to me, but I think what I've heard from people and friends is I keep seeing this, but I don't know what it that means. Is. How, again, it comes to this trust, this self-doubt. I think that is probably our biggest block with getting through and starting to cultivate a relationship with our intuition what practice or how could they find that for themselves versus I think all often of us, we want to say, <laughs> let me get an intuitive reading or let me do that. And I think that can be super supportive, but I also really want to empower people 
to begin to have the tools to look within and find the answer themselves. So what tips or what could you share about that example of helping Mm -hmm. them ask the question or get the answer? Right. So um, I'd love that. I think that that's one of the things that I love, like is giving them the tools. I want them to be able to do it. And I think that one thing, and I have a hard time doing it, believe me, but I think like seeing something and, and actually pausing and thinking about like, what does that mean to me in that moment? And then writing it down, like that crow reflects, you know, my brother or something and writing that down and just journaling what those different signs mean. Um, And then being able to go back and reflect. I think the brain gets in the way like, oh, well, could it be this or could it be that? Or maybe it's, you know, I think that the the mind just, you get into that mind rattle where um, you don't just go with your first idea. So my, my suggestion is if you see it, you think about it like, oh, well, that makes me think of Joe, write that down. And then the next time you see that bird, what does that, that mean to you again? And sometimes things change, definitely. Yeah, that is super helpful. And I bring that up and I just loved, I have to share this because it brings me to the story of the crow of why I was seeing it. It was right before I was about to give birth to stone and I kept seeing the crow everywhere. And then I kept seeing license plates. And this was like the last two weeks, three weeks of my pregnancy. And I would see CAW, C-A-W on a bunch of license plates. And I remember the day before I gave birth, I think I saw it three times. And to me, I really took it as a sign of my ancestors. My dad are right there. Like he's coming soon just with how they ramped up. So I didn't overthink it because I think that that might be another piece is don't overthink it. We have, like you said, to the mind part, such a tendency to want to run with it. And I want to get the exact message. And what do I need to do now that I got this message? I think sometimes they're so simplistic and they just, our guides, our highest self want us to know they're there. I think that's, and, and there often is a message with it, but I love your recommendation to sit with it, to journal with it. And I would even suggest if you're still struggling, pulling an Oracle card or Mm -hmm. getting some type of external piece that you work with and letting that advice guide you to for extra affirmation. Because I often think even if I journal on it and then pull a card, I'm always so surprised how right on it felt. And then that can affirm, yes, you are intuitive. You are getting the messages. Do you use Oracle cards or how do you integrate that to your practice, if at all? Yes, I do. I do use cards, which I think are amazing. Um, And as I've been going down this journey, like the days that I'm like, undecided or nervous or about like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? Every time I pull the card, they're like, yep this is what you're doing and really help affirm and validate how I feel, which is so empowering to me. Amazing. Yes. I have to love those Oracle cards. (laughs) They help us so much. And on the topic of, you know, trusting and self-doubt and all the things, I think another area to, I want to explore with you is just talking about the fear that some people can come with, especially whether they have a religious background or a belief system that 
when they think of intuition or psychic, there is negative spirits and bad energy that you're going to bring in and you're going to get, have to have an exorcism (laughs) or they're just going to haunt you. And I think this is totally valid. I think this is a real thing into some regards, but I, I don't want to scare people, but in the sense, I'd love to get your perspective of as people start exploring intuition and support from other realms, but they have this fear that they're going to call in something negative. How do we help address this and help give them the tools to safely explore and do everything they want to do without worrying about I'm going to be haunted? Yeah. (laughs) So definitely I've, um, I've run into this with many people like, oh, I don't want a reading because I'm nervous or scared of what's going to say happen. Um, As a, you know, doing readings for others, I always set up the environment for only what is the best good, what is the safest and what they need. Um, I have yet to encounter any type of negative spirit or energy. And then, so I think that also setting up a, when you're starting to connect yourself and starting to um, visit, you know, different realms and asking them to come and your spirits to come. Also, um, you're able to put up boundaries. Those boundaries are, you know, I only want to hear from spirits that are here for my greater good and for my best, which is just bringing those in and leaving those boundaries up. I think that you actually have some really great ways of um, talking about boundaries and setting that um, structure up for when you're starting to, uh, to dive into doing connecting with spirits. Yeah, I can speak to that a little bit because I definitely have had interactions with some weird energies or things coming forward that I can tell her there and are just wanting to pull on my fear. And oftentimes I find this happens most while you're, I'm sleeping. Um, it seems to be, I think that you're kind of between that subconscious conscious state and they like to just cling to you. They're like, Ooh, their, their boundaries are down. Let me, you know, pull in. So what I have learned one is just Checking in with energy every so often, I think is really important because I've learned if I'm not doing it, if I'm not aware of, if I'm grounded, have I set a bubble around myself of protection that I start to have the more negative interactions more often than I would like. Thankfully, they're not as often as it was when I was a child and being super empathic. I don't, I did not understand what was happening. And so they just would be like, yes, she's a free for all. Let's get her and mess with her. But now as I understand, we have the power. I think that is what I always tell people is yes, it's scary. It can feel scary. You can, they, it can be fueled by fear is what I've often come to understand when there's this trickery energy, um, or people as you interact with these darker or negative spirits, and I don't want to scare anyone, but this is, is real. It's reality as we are intuitive beings. And there's a lot of different energies on this planet that we are empowered to make the choice and, and to state that when we have these interactions, you are not welcome. You can go to the light. I'm sending you love, but you are not welcome here. And and I say that because I spent a lot of my life being so scared and then getting angry and yelling and being like, 
you need to leave. Uh, I'm like, I'm in power, but I like was so scared. I wasn't really in power <laughs> and coming back to just basics, energetic awareness, energetic clearings and cleanings. Um, I love to sage and use smoke Palo Santo to clear my space, set intentions. I love, you're totally right. Like intention is so, so, so key. Only the highest vibrations of love and light can be in the space. All other energies must leave now. I really love that one. And back to when you do experience it, coming to your heart, like knowing, okay, something's happening. This isn't quite right. Coming in, dropping in, connecting with, I usually connect to a guide or someone I ask for support because I've had ones who won't leave even with me just confronting, Hey, I don't want this, please leave. And then asking for a guide's help or your highest self's help to step in even an angel. I love Archangel Michael. I just imagine him with a sword and being like, no, I'm cutting you out. Done. Those would be my best tips. Was that helpful? I feel like I went on a bit of a tangent, Angela. Do you have more pointed questions to get me back on track too? Um, No, I think that that is very relevant and um, helpful because like I said, like I haven't had that. So it's just interesting to hear like what the steps that you needed to take. That's so interesting. And I don't know why I've attracted it so much in a way. I Mm -hmm. think because I was a very... I don't want to say I was a negative child, but I definitely lean towards the more negative glass half full mindset that I think sometimes your mindset and your belief systems can attract certain things. And so being aware of how do you think, how do you show up in your day? If you're putting a lot of energy and I'm a victim, everyone's out to get me. I feel stuck. I mean, those are totally valid feelings, right? And a lot of us are going through really heavy, hard things, but I have found that as I've begun to shift and take back that power, again, empowerment, peace, things have gotten easier. And as I navigate the different experiences that I have, it's become really easy to to just set that system. So that's what I would offer to people is just start to think through what is that system, especially if you have this happening to you, not a lot, but every so often, like you'll know if this is something you're experiencing, (laughs) but I, I, and I think it's valid to, if you've never had any of these experiences and you're starting to be intuitive to say, is that possible? And then you can feel fearful to even want to move forward with exploring intuition. But I do want to say that that fear can be there, but I think as you navigate and as you start to learn and feel empowered, because I think that is the key with intuitive abilities and beings. Most of us here are not here to interact with these negative spirits and, you know, have these experiences. A lot of us here are just here to learn our intuitive abilities to better ourselves, to better our lives and those around us. And so not to, get stuck with that. I don't want to open the door because I'm only going to attract negative. Right. To your point, intention, mindset, knowing you're empowered, seeking help. If you have it, I think this might be a whole podcast episode in itself (laughs) that we might need to go down or I might need to share on because to your point, for some reason, I'm like, everyone has these crazy weird things happen to them, but I guess not. So set yourself up to just, if it happens, how do you handle it? Because then if you have 
that prepared, I think it won't be so scary as you start to navigate learning and having new experiences. Well, so I, for, um, for some reason, what um, came up is it's kind of like having your spare tire. You don't want a flat, but you have a spare tire to help you. And so I feel that like having a plan, if this happens, will help you and it will just be right there, you know, to support you like a spare tire if needed. I love that. That is such a great visualization because it's exactly that. If you're prepared, then you got nothing to worry about and you will handle it. None of us like getting flat tires, (laughs) but it's probably going to happen. So are you ready? Um, And I think that's a huge piece of just intuitively living and, and it's a lot about learning and that's kind of the fun of it. I think what's led me to want to continue to learn is just this pure curiosity of, I think there's so much more out there than me realize. And I guess I'm curious, is there anything in your front of mind that you're exploring or learning more about? Um, I am, I'm always learning. I'm always looking, I'm always, and I'm really, um, again, like when I'm searching on the internet, like if something catches my eye, I'll kind of go down that road right now. I'm just kind of really focused on starting my own business. So I haven't been um, really exploring on the educational side, but I always am like if something comes open or, or I see, you know, the sign on the side of the road, (laughs) it's just amazing. uh, When you start looking the different things that just come. Yes. That's amazing. And I'll definitely have you on multiple times. And I think there's going to be much more we can explore as you keep learning and what you experience. And one of my other questions is as an intuitive practitioner and just human, what have you learned (laughs) regarding healing and maintaining hope? And I ask you that because I think like healing is something that often we want to think that there is an end game, but there's truly no end to this healing. I think we are, we are truly full whole people. We are just bettering ourselves. That's kind of yes. how I want to, I see healing, but you are one of the most positive, supportive, just hopeful people that I know. And so I'm curious how you maintain that hope. And as you navigate really hard things such as grief and loss as an intuitive and just human. Oh, that's a hard one because <laughs> so it's a big I think, one. yeah, it is a big one. I think that, um, you know, I'm, I'm basically a positive, hopeful person, um, just overall. Right. So I think that that definitely helps and I'm a visionary and I want to go learn and explore and grow. And so that's just kind of my personality. And so I think that that really pulls in and it's just a good fit or, you know, being intuitive, because I feel like a lot of things that I get are positive and I help people figure out, you know, what's on their path and the people on their path. And I just really enjoy giving them some support and um, hope. But really, I just love that part of being an intuitive and psychic medium. That makes a lot of sense. And I think that's why so many of us are drawn to these areas and wanting to start our own businesses because we see the pain and the struggle that others have been through. And I think you and I can really relate to that path. And so getting to help or show a light to empower and support others on their journey is exciting, is hopeful, gives me hope as I read the news or do other things. We, we can't always change these big 
headlines and these big, um, things that we're facing in this day and age, but we can help people help themselves. And I think that's exactly what you're here to do. And I, I coming back to healing that, that word too, to me, like, because I don't think anything, anybody's broken. I just want to help. It's that healing word. I have a hard time sometimes with as well. Same. I think for a while, I really got stuck in the sense of, I'm just going to heal this thing. I'm going to look at a past life. I'm going to investigate this wound inside. And I think there is support in doing those things. There obviously is. And as we learn and as we grow, you know, things come up that we need to look at and quote unquote heal. But I think there is too much pointedness put on the word healing in the sense that again, it's an end all be all, but I love that your, your business true form, holistic health, you really, I think do a good job at not saying, come be healed. Come, let me just fix you. And you're all good that no, it's this holistic thing. It's this holistic path that is never ending in a way, not to say that you're never going to feel good and you're going to do this work forever, (laughs) but it it is the sense that you are already whole. Let's help you remember that wholeness instead of let me heal your wounds, you know, or let's heal your wounds and then you're fine and you're band-aided and all's good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then like grief, that is a wound and I'm not going to heal you from that. I will help you navigate and support you and we'll find a way to live with it. But it's grief. I'm personally, I don't think that it's uh, (laughs) solved. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No, I think it's forever there. It's how do you continue to be a person after it, you know, from, I think we can both (laughs) (laughs) understand that with the path we've walked and you've been such a helpful supporter of grief. And again, I think that's another, a whole nother topic to explore because it's heavy, but it's so normal. Just like intuition is becoming less taboo. I think grief and death is the next can that is being opened in our society to say, we have not quite done a very good job at this, or we Mm -hmm. have kind of pushed this under the rug and pretended this doesn't exist as much as this is one of the biggest realities and um, pieces of life. So you're totally right that that grief is, it's a never ending journey, just as being a human is a never ending (laughs) journey. And there's a lot of baggage and a lot of hurt and pain, but again, maintaining, I think there's hope, there is hope, there's positivity. And it's how do we find that for each of us and knowing that we are worthy to experience and receive that. Yes. I love that worthy. We are. Yes. Well, I'm going to move into the wild heart questions, which is the ones that I will lead us through to close. And I'll ask all my guests. So my first question to you is, how do you live wildly? <laughs> I love this question. And I taking a moment, I think, what do I do? Maybe I need to be more. But um, I think one of the things I love is travel. I love going new places. I'm not one that wants to go to the same place over and over. I love to go new places, explore new things, meet new people. So I'm going to say that's how I live wildly. That's beautiful. 
And right now, who or what inspires you? So it, this also, it's funny because um, being in a corporate America, I've been, I've been working in my remote home for probably 15, at least 17 years, more than seven, probably 20 years. I have been at home, a remote worker. So I'm in front of my desk. I don't leave my house. Um, and so with this shift of starting my new business, I'm actually getting out and meeting people. And that has really inspired me to get out even more. So yay, that's huge. And I can relate on the remote front. (laughs) It feels really weird sometimes, but I think you're totally right that I love that that inspires you. And it's such a change Change is inspiring and getting out of your comfort zone and learning new things. So uh, kudos to you. Keep going. You're figuring it out. And I'm so excited for you. Thank you. Yes. So tell us about your current offerings and how people can work with you. All right. So, um, uh, currently I am doing psychic readings, um, and I'm also doing energy work. So a lot of, um, our bodies are like magnets when we're walking through the grocery store, we're picking up everybody's, um, energy. And can you just imagine how big we'd be if we were picking up everybody's calories? You <laughs> no, yeah. don't want to imagine that. <laughs> and so what I really like to focus on is getting rid of our bodies don't have a way of getting rid of that extra energy that we're picking up from the crabby driver to the um, co-worker or just spouse or whatever. So I really, I focus on that releasing, rebalancing. And then um, I focus on in those readings, you know, your relationship, career, personal growth. So those are kind of the two offerings I'm doing right now. You can go to my website, AngelaHesney.com, which I'm sure Olivia, you'll be posting that. Um, And then just really exciting. Um, Olivia, as you mentioned, I am going to be launching um, my own business called True Form Holistic Health, and I'll be really expanding my offerings. I'm I'm looking forward to creating a community uh, with other practitioners and really growing um, around that. So I'm very excited. Yay. I'm so excited. And I will link all her information in the show notes, everyone and check her out. Angela, you've given me so many readings and I cannot express how much gratitude and how amazing you've been within your readings. She is so intuitive, so right on, and has really helped me understand what I'm moving through energetically and give me a different perspective. So shout out to you again, everything will be linked in the show notes and yes, check her out. And you did mention that you have a little offering for our listeners, correct? Yes. So, um, some three tips on energy. So I'll get that over to you as well, but you can, we can share that out. Yes, I believe it'll be either linked to her website or downloadable. We'll put it in the show notes again. But thank you, Angela. Again, you're such a amazing, light-hearted human being. Thank you for coming on and spending time with us. I am so appreciative. Well, thank you. And I can't wait till next time. Yay. Thanks so much. Mm-hmm.